Hi, welcome to the Written by Rich Hosick podcast. Do you believe in ghosts? Have you ever had the feeling that there was someone else in the room when you were completely alone? Or maybe, as you moved from room to room, you felt a chill, a hand touching your shoulder when there was no one there. Strange things are happening in the Morgan house, and Oscar's wife is certain it's ghosts. But will she be able to convince Oscar? Let's find out. Enjoy. The Haunting of Oscar Morgan I think we have ghosts, was the first thing Dolores said to Oscar when he entered the kitchen. Not, good morning, Oscar, or isn't it a lovely day today, or the coffee's ready. I think we have ghosts. We don't have ghosts, Oscar said as he sat at their kitchen table. How do you know? Because there are no such things as ghosts. Dolores huffed. She hated when he dismissed everything she said as unworthy of his attention. Then how do you explain the voices I hear? The fact that things aren't where I left them? Doors open and closed by themselves? It's an old house, Dolores. The neighbors play their television too loud. You're getting old and forgetful, he replied, answering her questions in no particular order. A voice came on the radio. One of those obnoxious morning DJs who think ending every sentence with a fart or burp is high comedy. Why are you listening to this station? Oscar asked. Dolores shrugged. It's what was on when I turned it on. Oscar got up and crossed over to the radio on the kitchen counter. He turned the knob to tune to a different station, but nothing changed. This thing is broken, he declared. I'll take it down to my workshop and fix it later. You'll never fix it, Dolores said matter-of-factly. I'll just buy a new one, then she added. Maybe it's the ghosts. Oscar ignored her last comment. No need to spend good money on a cheap radio. I know exactly what's wrong with it. He sat back down, but when he did, it felt like he was sitting in a chair that had been left outside on a cold winter's day. Oscar entered the living room, surprised to find that Dolores had company. She was sitting next to a plump woman, wearing some sort of hair wrap that resembled an open-topped turban and an extraordinary amount of jewelry draped around her neck, hanging from her ears and choking her wrists and fingers. Oscar, I'm so glad you're home, Dolores said. I want you to meet Esmeralda. Esmeralda held out a chubby hand. Pleased to meet you, Oscar. Oscar grunted and sat down in his recliner, ignoring the gesture. No need to be rude, Dolores said. She turned to Esmeralda. I'm sorry for my husband's manners. That's all right, dear, Esmeralda said, unperturbed. Esmeralda says I'm right, Dolores declared proudly. We have ghosts. I'm sure she did, Oscar agreed gruffly. And how much did that morsel of useless wisdom cost you? Oh, I don't charge for my services, Esmeralda said. I just want to help. If you wanted to help, you wouldn't fill my wife's head with all this haunting nonsense. It's not a haunting, Esmeralda informed him. It's definitely apparitions. A haunting would be like watching a scene from a television show over and over. What you're experiencing is not that. People say they are haunted by ghosts, but the two phenomena are quite distinct. Unfortunately, the term haunting is so misused. I'm afraid it's nearly impossible to correct. Regardless, there are definitely beings from a different astral plane sharing this space with you. Then why don't they fly off to Fiji and leave us alone? Oscar replied sarcastically. It's not that kind of plane, Dolores replied, not getting his joke, as usual. Esmeralda thinks we might be able to communicate with them. Why would we want to do that? If we can speak with them, we can discover why they're here and possibly help them move on, Esmeralda explained. Great, Oscar grunted. Don't you want to help, dear? 
Dolores asked. No, I definitely do not, he said. He glanced out the picture window and was angered to find two children playing on his lawn. What are those damn kids doing on my grass? Told them a hundred times to play in their own yard. Dolores and Esmeralda looked out the window. What kids? Dolores asked. Oscar looked to his wife with an exasperated expression. Are you mad, woman? Those kids. He pointed at the window and looked back outside. Only they were gone. It was dark outside. Esmeralda, Dolores, and Oscar stood in a circle in the middle of the living room. Let's join hands, Esmeralda said. Let's not and go to bed instead, Oscar suggested. Oscar, behave, Dolores said, embarrassed. She reached out and grabbed one of Oscar's hands. Please, just do this one thing, and I won't bother you about it ever again, she promised. Oscar rolled his eyes, grumbled his dissent, then offered his other hand to Esmeralda. She took hold of it. Her touch was cool and clammy and caused an involuntary shiver to run down his spine. Esmeralda closed her eyes and tilted her head back. Oh, spirits, we call upon you to make yourselves known to us. There was no reply. Oscar looked around the room. Maybe they went to the movies, he said. Oscar, shush, Dolores scolded. Esmeralda continued, undaunted. Please give us a sign if you can hear us. The television turned on then changed channels to one of those computer-animated movies Oscar couldn't stand. Oh, my, Dolores said, shocked. You probably stepped on the remote, Oscar said. The remote's on the coffee table, Dolores told him. Oscar looked and saw that indeed it was. But that didn't mean that Esmeralda didn't have a universal remote of her own that she activated to fool them. These psychics were all frauds. It was the spirits, Esmeralda announced knowingly. Can we talk to them? Can we see them? Dolores asked. If they allow it, and you're receptive, the medium answered. Balderdash, Oscar declared. There are no such things as ghosts. Dolores ignored his outburst. What do we have to do? Spirits don't appear to us through our regular senses, Esmeralda explained. They make a psychic connection to us, and emotions heighten the strength of that connection. She looked up at the ceiling. Spirits? I call upon you to share yourselves with us. Show us your love, as we will show you ours. Oh, for crying out loud, Oscar grumbled. I think I can hear them, Dolores declared. That's the TV. No, it wasn't. I heard voices and laughter. I heard it too, Esmeralda assured her. Are we done yet? Oscar asked. I would like to go to bed while it's still dark. Concentrate. Open your mind, Esmeralda coached. Spirits! We are ready to receive you. We are here. Show yourselves to us. Nothing happened. That's it. I'm done, Oscar said. He pulled his hands back and turned to leave. Dolores reached out and grabbed his arm. Oscar Morgan, you get back here right now. It's your stubbornness that's probably keeping them from showing themselves to us. Oh, it's my fault? Look, I only did this to humor you. Oscar's eyebrows slanted, and he pulled his mouth back into a tight snarl as his anger grew. If you two want to play Ouija board, have at it. I'm going to bed. Dolores let go of him and crossed her arms in a rare moment of defiance. If you leave now, Oscar, I swear I will divorce you. Oscar laughed. Oh, you'll divorce me? I'd like to see you try. You can't even make a decent meatloaf. You love my meatloaf, Dolores said. Oscar's face started turning red. It's dry, bland, and tastes like shredded cardboard. I only told you I liked it because I was being polite. Why do you think we're always running out of ketchup? 
You don't have to be so mean, Dolores said in a shy, embarrassed tone. Mean? I'm the one who was nice enough to go along with this dumb seance, he said, his voice growing louder as his temper flared. This whole thing is a joke. I don't know what her angle is, but this wannabe Swami is up to something, and I'm sure it's going to cost me in the end. I don't want any part of this. There are no such things as ghosts, he screamed at the top of his lungs. A woman appeared out of thin air in the doorway to the kitchen. She screamed and dropped the ball of popcorn she was carrying. Jane looked at the three ghosts standing in the middle of their living room. Her husband, Dan, had told her he occasionally heard faint voices, and the children claimed that sometimes when they were playing in the front yard, there was an old man glaring at them from the house, but she never believed any of it. Now there they were, an old couple that definitely looked like the photos that had been left behind in the old house, and another woman wearing some kind of costume. Dan was on the sofa, and the kids were spread out on the floor in front of the TV. They all turned to look at her, then followed her gaze to the hazy apparitions. Jane looked to Dan and said, I think we have ghosts. Thank you for listening to The Haunting of Oscar Morgan on the Written by Rich Hosick podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this story. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app or download my stories on Audible. Give me a like or five stars and a quick review. And most importantly, share my weekly audio tales with your friends or anyone who enjoys audiobooks. You can find out more about me at richhosick.com, follow me on Twitter at richhosick, on Facebook at Written by Rich Hosick, and don't forget to check out my books on Amazon and follow me there to make sure you get notified of my new releases. And if you're a fan of the paranormal, I am currently presenting the audio version of my novel Near Death, A Rainy Day Investigation, that I co-wrote with my television writing partner, Arnold Rudnick, and our collaborator, parapsychologist Lloyd Auerbach. And if you're looking for other original story podcasts, Check out As Read By Me at, not surprisingly, asreadbyme.com. They have an eclectic mix of fiction, poetry, and essays that are sure to keep you entertained, all read by the authors. Thanks again, and all the very best.